0: Hello and welcome to what will be the last edition of Editing Aloud this year. And as is normal before Christmas, there's a bit of a lull in, uh, in the news, but uh, in South African terms, the lull is still pretty exciting. And, and, and Warren, you've been to a press conference this morning by something which we really don't hear a lot about of or from, called the Government Employees Pension Fund, the GPF, whose funds the PIC manage, is that right? I mean, yes. yeah, yeah. And they've been talking themselves now directly about the losses they've suffered because of the investments that the PRC has made on their behalf—is that, if I got this right? Correct. Yes. So the PRC invested in um, independent newspapers, for instance, um, and and uh, a range of a range of other things like Steinhof, and the GPF has had um, has had something to say. What are they? What do they have to say?
1: Well, certainly in the case of Independent, uh, a loan that they provided to Sekonjala to, to purchase the assets of Independent Media, they've written down the full value of the loan that was owed to them. How much was? How much? How big was the loan? They, they were carrying it at a billion rand uh, at the end of the previous. Sorry, they lent stage, yeah? Iqbal Survey a billion rand. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So the
0: PRC did, not the GPF.
1: Well, remember that the GPF gives the PIC its assets yeah. uh, with the investment yeah. mandate, and yeah. then the PRC administers those assets on behalf of the GPF. And does but the does the GPF these are money. This is the money of government employees. No, I understand. Does the GPF just sit idly by then, while the while the, while
0: the PRC does whatever it wants with the money, or does it stand up and say? Uh, 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 with, you know explain
1: please uh, it does keep a very uh, keeps a lid on yeah. the uh developments and and certainly they they give a it's very formalized there's yeah. investment mandates yeah. across different uh, asset yeah. classes and they obviously supervise that but of course peter you're dealing with 1.8 trillion rand in assets here yeah. so that is a, a big number and that's why obviously yeah. you need uh, an organization like the pic to administer yeah. that for for them right. but yes they've written down the full value of the assets and they said that uh, independent is now in default with them. They were supposed to meet a 400 million rand uh, payment at the end of August, right. which I understand was for interest. They've missed that, and the two parties are now negotiating that, that is the PIC and independent media as to how they can solve the problem. Right. But in the interim, uh, the GPF has written down the full value of that loan to zero. But
0: surely, surely we'll come back Warren in a, in a minute, surely when you default on a loan, doesn't that, doesn't that trigger um, you know, business rescue or uh, 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 the collapse of a company or bankruptcy of some kind. Isn't that what normally happens?
2: I mean, yeah, if you're defaulting on the loan, you, you know, there's a problem with your finances. <laughs> so essentially what should happen is the guys who you owe money would then apply for you to repay that money. And yeah. then if you can't repay it, you, you go into liquidation or business rescue or whatever right. the yeah. process is. Okay. So, you know, the fact that they can't repay their debts yeah. is, should be a big worry. But um, they but are in the media business, which is, you know, for sure. It's yeah, no, It's
0: a tough, rough, tough world. But Warren, the one billion is the least of their problems.
1: Yes, I mean, uh, certainly in terms of, of these direct loans that they made, uh, they they took a bigger hit on the loans to an entity called Lancaster 101, yeah. which is what they half own, yeah. but involved in that is a consortium that we're using the loans to buy shares in Steinoff. So. Uh, it's not who, run that,
0: who runs that consortium?
1: Uh, that's Jahendra Naidu, who was oh the one-time uh, yeah. board member of Steinhoff and he's, he's now the chair of Pepco Holdings, which yeah. is the, yeah. one of the subsidiaries. Of so
0: Jaihindra took them, took the government employee
1: pension fund money into Steinhoff? Uh, as the leader of a consortium. Of How much? Uh, Nine billion, mm. and unfortunately, uh, that wasn't uh, all tiers because uh, they wrote down the value by three billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the investment in Steinhoff was partially protected by uh, a financial instrument called the collar, mm. which means that if the Steinhoff share price plunges, they were protected at a certain level. Yeah. So not the entire value of the investment, but uh, certainly two thirds of it so, from what we can establish, which means that uh, the hit is only three billion at the moment yeah. as opposed to the full well, nine.
0: Presumably people would have known that
1: in, in advance. Or was this, uh, is this new that you've what you heard today uh, it is it is new uh, okay. obviously we we knew that there were loans into lancaster yeah. before this and we yeah. knew that uh, stanov was right. underpinning it so we knew it was coming yeah. and uh now you know they've. And are they, is there any action they're going to take or they're just going to talk about it no uh certainly when we raised the issue of uh the pwc report perhaps not being fully published or, or not published at all yeah. Uh, they, both the GPF and the PIC said they would be uh, very stridently taking that up because of Sorry, the damage. the
0: PWC report into.
1: Uh, The forensic report into what happened at Steinhoff, which was commissioned by the company, uh, which is due to be released soon. Uh, Both organizations, the PIC and the GEPF, said that they would be stridently following. Have they read
0: um, Rob Rose's excellent book on Steinhoff and and yours, in fact? I mean, it's a joint effort. Uh, I contributed a little bit, but uh, I'm sure they probably have. Um, I came uh, back from somebody and I was sitting next to two people in the plane coming back from Cape Town. They were both reading your book, Rob. Really, I'm so going. This go. is
2: ridiculous. Made yeah. up. I signed it for you. I signed it for you. But on, but on you. I mean, the only reason that anyone reads the book is because you wrote on the front of it and said you should read this.
0: Yeah, I didn't get. I didn't. And my <laughs> quote didn't get on the front. I always get end up being put on the back page of these things. I'm going to stop doing that. Now. They always take Max Dupree's quote or, or Jacques Poe's quote and put them in the front. It's not fair. Um, So does anything happen now? I mean, the the GEPF has said something. Uh, Did they talk about the PRC at all? Are they happy with the PRC's management of its money?
1: Yeah, obviously we raised the issue about the the fallout or potential fallout from the PRC inquiry, which is is beginning to, to develop at the moment. Uh, and they said they, they would be monitoring that, but of course they also alluded to the fact that most of their investments into things like fixed uh, income instruments and and shares are passively managed, and that yeah. accounts for the large bulk mm. of the GPF's uh, yeah. 1.8 trillion. Yeah. So while there has been these issues with Lancaster with independent media, uh, you know, as a fraction of their portfolio, it's it's uh, virtually less than one percent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they they're all right. They're gonna be okay for Christmas and all of that kind of stuff. At this Does point, anybody, fine. if you've got one point eight trillion in the market, Rob just do this off the top of your head, which you can. Sure. What's happened to it in the last six months?
2: Well, I mean, it's because it's so huge, it's basically tracked the performance of the market, and the market's been down this year. So yeah. essentially, you've, you've seen it. 15% a, fall. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. So you've yeah. seen it. Um, drop how big a fall? 15. 15%. 15% yeah. yeah. fall. Yeah, this year. So you've seen the me. value of your assets drop. But the PI, the, the Government Employees Pension Fund, it's a, it's a defined. Um, to find benefit fund, right? Oh, so, really essentially you, for that. Yeah, so, so they're not really gonna be impacted too much. And luckily it's, it's quite a huge amount in there. So it's not as if government has yeah. to stand good for them yet. But you know, the fact is 1.8 trillion is a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so that's how things can disappear yeah. in the margin. Yeah. You can lend a billion rand or you can lend 200 yeah. million rand to, yeah. to your mates. You can have political abuse and not see it because yeah. it's such a small part of a giant portfolio. Yeah. And that's the concern of the PIC, I think.
0: Kwanita, some good news is that we have a new National Director of Public Prosecutions.
2: Yeah, so Shamila Batohi was
3: announced yesterday as the new NDP. Is she the right
0: I mean there were a couple of strong candidates there. Was yeah. she the right one?
3: I think so, but particularly because if you if you saw her interview, she was the last person to be interviewed. She was um She's an advisor in the Office of the Prosecutor in the International Criminal Court. And she literally told the interviewing panel that she really doesn't need this job. She lives a very good life in the Hague. But she really wants to come back and change uh, the NPA around. She used to be a director of public prosecutions 10 years ago in KwaZulu-Natal. She obviously has lots of um, successes under her belt. And interestingly... Her, her then deputy, who was also being considered for this job, actually spoke glowingly about her in his interview. Uh, so that that for me was quite a, a, yeah. an interesting thing. So yesterday, uh, Ramaphosa announced her, and then she came forward and, and, and spoke, saying that this was a historic moment for for women, um, and then also talking about uh, you know that she will stand behind prosecutors uh, in their, in their pursuit for justice. And, and she I was think
0: also he, very. Um, went out of a way to mention that state capture had been a huge problem, and this we needed to get over somehow yeah, and presumably that 's what she will do
3: yeah, so she said it in her in her in the interview as well, where she said that, you know, the, the role of the NPA has always been to, 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 to in the interest of, 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 victims, and she says South Africa is, as a country, is now a victim yeah. of state capture, yeah. and I think that resonated well with the people that were interviewing her. Um, and she starts in, in February because yeah. she has to serve her notice at, at, the, at the Hague, yeah. um, and it will be interesting to see, um, you know, what she, ha- what she sort of prioritizes. We've been through this before, um, you know, when, when Joan Abrams was announced, it was, you know, this he's a career prosecutor, he will be great. When, um, I don't
0: remember anybody saying that. Uh, he, uh, no, he d- I, I remember really? I was
3: at the event, really? <laughs> at the actual event. It was um, Sean Abrams saying he was
2: going to be great. <laughs> <old. laughs> oh, it was
0: Sean saying he was going to be great. And yeah.
3: then, and then uh, when Nkholisi Ngasana was appointed, you know, people were saying he's an outsider, so yeah. let's see how that goes. Yeah. So I think political parties are being a bit cautious to say, to respond. Obviously, yeah. the ANC welcomed this. But I saw the EFF saying they, noted they don't want to really uh, uh, you know, get ahead mm. of themselves. Yeah. They've learned a lesson from Busisiwe yeah. Siwem yeah. Yeah. Need the public protector. Yeah. So, so I think um, you know people are going to watch how she makes decisions. Um, I think for her, from judging from her language, both yesterday and in the interview, she really, really is going to prioritise um, the internal governance systems of NPA, which is what affects the, the external staff. Which is what's broken. Absolutely, which where you see um, Estina' case has been dropped, etc.
0: There's still there's still the minor problem of four deputy uh, directors of public prosecutions who n- neither of none of whom um, are, are any good for a new broom. Can they be gotten rid of?
3: Yeah, so it's a difficult process to get rid of deputies. Um, two of which are, uh, are facing a commission of inquiry to their fitness to hold office. That this is
0: Nom Kobojiba
3: and Lorenz Mkwebi.
0: Is he also a deputy?
3: Yeah, so okay. he would, he would, they would, those, those, those um, two would be, would be, um, you know, dealt with in the course of the first sure. quarter. Yeah. But, but you know, what was interesting for me was during these interviews, the first person to be interviewed is the current acting national director of public prosecution, Silas Ramete. No, we've never heard of him yeah. before. He's been a deputy for the past like yeah. fifteen or. 20 yeah. years. He's been there for ages mm. and he's acted so many times mm. but when you actually heard him talk about the problems, he said things like uh, he doesn't have any new ideas for the NPA th- there's no problem in the NPA and, and I mean we were flabbergasted as the media, we've been reporting on yeah. the NPA for 5 yeah. or 8 years um, where, where a person is acting is in this position and he sees nothing wrong and he, and he actually doesn't think that anything needs to be done differently. So Could he's be. still in that position yeah. Andrea, um,
0: Andrea Johnson was another very strong candidate. Is it possible Possible that she could be drawn into this picture as a new deputy, particularly in charge of prosecutions.
3: Yes, yeah, so it's a long time until you get to Has that. But you've got a problem. Yeah, so I don't think it's a problem, I think, for this position, because she was considered for the NDPP yeah. position. And the, and the thing that really worked against her a little bit in, for, for consideration, I mean, she was shortlisted to the yeah. you know the five names submitted to Ramaphosa. But I think, you know, politically, what stood against her was the fact that she was involved in the prosecutions of former and um, late uh, police commissioner Jackie Salebi. Yeah. And in that case, we know that, the, you know, the, the Kresge case, you know, uh, case was involved in there, and she was the one that signed off. Um uh, uh the t- section two or four uh,
2: like the uh yes. The,
3: no, the, disaster. Yes. Mm. yes. And so she Which
0: enabled a whole lot of people to get off. Yep.
3: Mm. Yeah. Scott-free. So so yeah. And, and she was asked about that and she yeah. defended her decision. I mean she's really she she, she was involved in the Oscar Restoria's case. Yeah. She's only involved in a lot of high profile cases. She's yeah. a very good prosecutor You've got
0: to make tough calls sometimes.
3: Absolutely. But sometimes someone in the panel uh, you know raised this matter informally by saying sometimes you don't need the very good prosecutor sitting in boardrooms. You actually need them in the courtrooms because yeah. there's really um you know a, a uh, an urgency for good prosecutors who really can do their jobs and what happens is because of the with the system of the NPA uh good prosecutors are, uh, ha- end up sitting and doing admin work so that they can get you know, increases in upward mobility. But, but the, the reality is that we need good prosecutors in courtrooms so that when the complicated cases yeah. come forward, um, then, then they're, they're people of her caliber, they're able to sit down and work with investigators um, for, for, you know, to, to, to work, work things out. And the one, the one other issue is under Sean Abrams, um, there, was a, there was a sort of a centralized unit And they were called the uh, Priority Crimes Litigation Unit. And they were almost like the sort of para-unit of the NPA they investigated Pravin Gordon, They investigated, you know, the Ivan Pelay yeah. charges, and they and and basically during this interview process, many candidates who still work for the NPA in different positions said that that unit is at the centre of the problems because ordinary ordinary um, prosecutors would be tasked with the case and they would be, you know, inve- working with yeah. um, with uh, investigators from the Hawks to to prosecute matters, and then cases are just sort of pulled away from yeah. them, and and so that unit. Um, uh, I, I remember Shamila Batoy also making reference to it, that that kind of structure needs to be replaced. And the NPA, uh, like one of the candidates said, uh, even if the Pope uh, was appointed, can't be, uh, the problems can't be solved overnight. So I think Shamila Batoy we, is we've not We've got, got a pope. lot of problems in this
0: country, <laughs> as we well know, that can't be solved overnight. But um, it's quite nice watching them begin to be solved. So 2018, Cyril Ramaphosa's first year was going to be the new dawn. A lot, of people, a lot of haters out there think it was the new yawn, um, and we're gonna find out a little bit what our, our, our panel thinks. But, but Sunita, we, we um, are no longer in, re- in recession, which is kind of a good thing, isn't it?
4: So it was expected. Um, economists thought that there would be 1.6% growth,
0: yeah.
4: um, a boost in manufacturing, and a surprise rebound in agriculture. Saw quite a strong performance in the third quarter. And does it?
0: Does it, I mean, is there any trend in there that you could that you can spot that sort of will give you hope going into twenty nineteen, or is it just like a, you know, the the currency turned wrong or right at the right time? Or
4: I think it's it's quite difficult to predict. I mean, South Africa hasn't had three quarters of yeah. positive growth in the last few years. Yeah. Um, early indicators already show that quarter four is going to perform badly again agriculture is likely to lose all the gains that it's made so I think it's quite difficult to is
0: that an export so basically when people are saying the rand is having the best November in living memory against the dollar then the next thing that's going to happen is it's going to crush our exports right
4: could be yeah and then we sort of see um, reversals in manufacturing mining performing badly once again
0: yeah Okay, so we won't have, I mean, we won't, you know, <laughs> um, enjoy, enjoy your Christmas, it's Rob. Um, it's Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, sure, it looks then, good
2: now, but it's going to be terrible next month. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: but, I mean, just genuinely, uh, Ron, I mean, how do, think, how do you think Cyril has done? He's been, I mean, if, if, it's hard to imagine, and we forget, right? Yeah. Had he not won last December, mm. Jacob Zuma would still be the president
5: now. Yes, he would be. Oh, yeah, he would be the scariest thing, and N D Z would be sitting in the Swedish house. I think he's, he's done well. I mean, I think... About yeah, 11 ministers are gone. Like, uh, now, the you and me, months.
0: and I was saying that, yeah. I would be called, I cannot tell you how many names I've been called over the past couple of days. <laughs> yes, a, I can't uh, imagine. Spittle, yeah. Quisling, whatever it might yeah, be. Yeah. You no, know.
5: yeah, I mean, it's not, I mean he's, he's got in there and immediately from February he took out the president, right? So I said about 11 ministers I was counting, I think a bit more than that. The Zondo Commission has gone ahead. Nugent has gone ahead. Uh, I mean, next week he'll be in front of the Zondo Commission, taking hopefully taking ownership of state capture. So I think... He's actually done pretty well. I th- given, I mean, like when you win the ANC on, that, on those thin, razor thin margins, mm. you would think he has to walk a bit of a, a bit of a walk with, with the comes to his own party. But he's done some things there that I'm I'm, I'm very impressed by him. Actually, I've been impressed by him throughout even last year, we're heading up to uh, heading up to Nasrec. We've underestimated him a lot. I've been underestimated him. A lot of people have, and he's. Well, I'm. I'm in the camp that says he's done an excellent job. Given uh, not, uh, we've done better. I mean, Eskom is still. He must make a hard call about Eskom, which I think is the biggest country risk we have at the moment, exactly. and he, he has not come. With the, with the solution, a long term solution. No one, has. no one has, right? Yeah. And we kind of know what it is. It's a balance sheet question. It's about whether uh, equity investment comes into ESCOM, but that's the only way. because I'm not looking at ESCOM. ESCOM makes about 40 billion odd, and they spend 50 billion on on, on uh, finance costs, um, yeah. it's debt costs. This thing is going to be there yeah. for, for eternity unless there's some balance sheet uh, solution. Yeah. So outside of ESCOM, I don't think he is, well, he's changed the board. Governance is fine. They're looking after me. Well, there's some low shedding now. It is, yeah, some load
2: shedding, yeah, some <laughs> load
5: shedding. <laughs> which is almost inevitable, right? But uh, we're going to come, we're going to come to load shedding
0: yeah. in, a, yeah. in a in a minute. Rob Rose, Cyril's here, good I or bad?
2: Mean, I think I overall it's good. Uh, Overall's good. I mean, in the credit side, I think he had a lot of um, a lot of uh, impetus to get rid of people that that he should have got rid of. Sean Abrams, Tom Mayani. Mayani's taken him to court, but Cyril says doesn't matter. Um, yeah. I'm sticking to my guns, and you must go. And that's the right approach. Mm. You've got to get Mojani out. You've got to get Sean Abrams out. You've got to fix these things. On the debit side, there are the ministers like Bata bilet that are still around. Mm. Um, so he hasn't but she'll still be
0: around even after his new cabinet gets announced. She's on the <laughs> <an> NEC. <laughs> yeah, you that's true. You you've and got
2: and to keep the NEC sweet. And and the, if we, uh, and so, so that is, that is the, the inflection point of his of his political um, position that is still quite fragile, like yeah. Ron pointed out. Yeah. And I think the trade unions are, are a real point of that. So the ANC Women's League is Butterbillet Lumini's constituency. Yeah. That presumably is why she's still around. The unions mm. still have um, a strong sway, which is why public sector jobs have not been cut like they needed to be to please the ratings agencies. Yeah. So we have things that Cyril hasn't done, but he has acted on other things. So I think net positive, but there are still still areas where he's still in debt.
0: Juanita, politically, how has his year been? I mean, he, is he stronger now than he was at the beginning?
3: Yeah, I think so. And and I think that uh, what, what he, he was clever when he uh, delivered his State of the Nation address where he sort of gave uh, deliverables. And he's now since met it. The only thing, I think, from the stuff that he's sort of... Um, Promised to do is the is the Moyani finality on on the Moyani SARS turnaround, which supposedly by by the end of the month would be would be sorted out. Things like um, you know the, looking at the PIC, look at things uh, the reconfiguration of government. For me, that's something I'm 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 really looking at because he's already started with the, the last reshuffle yeah. where he decided to merge telecommunications and communications. It was a stupid decision 2014 when former President Jacob them up in the first place. them up in the But he's
0: given them to a minister now, has gone and basically done the most idiotic thing I've ever seen by trying to save the jobs of a few people, which would make Cyril's job as a sort of commander of the economy, much more hard.
3: Yeah, but at the same time, you're also dealing with the political fallout, and that's the pressure Kusato is putting on and, uh, on, on Posa at the moment, and they're putting pressure on three things. The first thing is, they're really not happy with Tito Mbueni. <laughs> yeah. They really not, they wa- they want him to be whipped in line. It's targeting. Yeah, him. yeah. It's yeah. the, not they, just his tweeting
2: ability.
3: Uh, <laughs> and they said that. They said he has a potty mark you know, in a formal <laughs> meeting. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 uh, and the other thing is, uh, you know, the embarrassment or the political consequences of, uh, you know, job shedding at, at, yeah. at, at, um, T- SABC. Yeah. So, so th- those are some of the you know the pressures. That okay, and Rob SABC. makes a very important point: is that he's sort of been pressured from 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 business. He's been pressured. Sure. Um, and there's al- also immediate crises that 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 um, he had to sort of deal with on a day-to-day basis, like the resignation of Nkulmataneli, etc., etc. So, so, so for me, um, what, what are my critical analysis of, of Ramaphosa's presidency is that he, he, yes, he takes good decisions, but I think he's also he also. Initially, undermine the challenge that was that that was he was facing, and secondly, I think that there's some miscommunication between his advisors. and you see it in the smaller things. You don't see it in the big things. You see it in the, in the manifestation of smaller things. For example, stupid decision when the when the interviews were taking place with the NDPP, who takes the decision to to, to shut the media out, mm-hmm. and then you have to be taken to court. Yeah. Those were decisions Jacob Zuma was sort of caught uh, yeah. uh, with his pants yeah. down, and who and
0: does and run his office. I mean, who's his chief of
3: staff? A staff is a, is a woman by the name of Roshin Singh. She's she's an administrator. She, she apparently she's very good and very efficient. Um, but but there's no there's no sort of strong centre like we had with former President Jacob Zuma, where lakela Kowunda was the centre of it all. He's been advised by we know Steyn Speed, who's his political yeah. advisor. He's also uh, advised by Bijani Chauke, who, who, yeah. who used to run his campaign. So
0: there's no one central. There's no, there's one, no one central sort of hand whose whose word is law.
3: Yes, but that's because. Like say I talk. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but 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 they when, when I and, 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 and I see it manifest when you have a political statement and a legal argument not talking to each other yeah. in the Batamile Dominica case. You you politically want to distance yourself away from her and isolate her, but at the same time legally you want to defend her. And so so I, I've raised this with them to say why is this kind of there's no there's no one person that runs the president. Yeah. They say because he's too strong and he runs himself and he reads every document and he yeah. signs every. To think of himself. Oh, I yeah. don't know if that's a good thing. Well, that'll
0: have to be unlearned. Sunita, the economy, better or worse off for him being there?
4: Um, I think we're going to have to wait until after the election. Yeah. Um, policy certainty is definitely still a factor. And until that's sorted out, we're still going to see low levels of confidence. Yeah. Um, but we also need to take into account that it takes a while to see change. Yeah. So yeah. he's sending out all the right messages. I wanted, I
0: wanted just to talk about load shedding. It occurs to me the other day that, that op- the optimum mind, the famous Gupta, Mine used to be a tied mine to yeah. Hendrina power station. It's it's not functioning, right? Yeah, it's not. So ESCOM is now Escom is now saying it's running out of coal, or yeah. it's got like three hours of coal left, or whatever. At some stations, Optima is the second biggest coal mine in the world. Yep. How can it not operate?
5: Uh, when's the, when's the business rescue? Right? Uh, I mean, know uh, what I mean? But. <laughs> Just all of those
0: yeah, um, technicalities. We are running. We don't have power. I mean, because th- we've got no coal. Yeah.
5: Last November they were saying ESCOM had forty days worth of coal, and that was because Optimum was running. December came, half of Optimum's uh, four hundred thousand tons a month. They gave two hundred thousand tons a month. So immediately since last uh, December has sort of been t- tapering off, and now there's nothing have coming all, from it. Have all the tide
0: mines been untied from the power stations? Yeah.
5: Yeah, it's it's a combination of that, and the thing is, remember when when Brian was still the CEO of Eskom, and he killed the cost plus mines thing with Xaro, and we are not investing in it. these guys. Cost now, plus and Tide Mine being the same. Yeah, thing, same yeah. thing, right? So these guys are not, So now Eskom needs more coal from them, but they're telling them, you, "We need money from you to carry yeah. on build, because you cut all those." So yeah. that's all come back to haunt yeah. Eskom, and That's that the situation where it is right now. So. But, but I mean, the
2: impact um, on the economy of load shedding is, is huge in terms of sentiments. I mean, I think it's well, it
5: must be. You know, it'll be
0: okay, I presume, Cornita, over Christmas. You know, when people are sort of relaxing, it doesn't really matter whether it's dark or light. When you have light. candles, when you've got candles, anyway. But, I mean, if this, if this load shedding isn't fixed by the time the country comes back to work in January, there's going to be big trouble, so politically. So,
3: th- th- there hasn't been any political saying, that, that, that's by baffling me, that, that people are just sort of letting it be and letting the board of ESCOM sort of waffle through this. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, I th- and I would think that there would obviously be, a, because, I mean, it's summertime, firstly, yeah. um, and, and, um, and secondly, it's so close to the elections. If the economy, I mean, it's but almost…
5: But as I understand it, by March, they'll be fine. This what's happening now is they're doing the maintenance that they've left for the past uh, three, f- five, six years. Even under previous guys, who claimed to be doing great maintenance. So the, the idea is now the load shedding is, 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 a, is, is a, a feature for our summer, December, early Jan. But by March, we'll be ready for winter, the, and that's the, the key requirement. Is by winter, we'll be fine, and that's the election season. That's the well, it's not. Is that reason. the spin
0: or is that actually?
5: Uh, no, like, they're just doing maintenance now. That's literally shutting down, and it takes, there's about two mines, it'll take six months to get up and ready. And I, I mean, uh, a power station. Yeah. So by March, the promises will be there. But as we say, the long term yeah. fixes is coming in its balance sheet, which is another question altogether in this debt pile. So you're
3: saying it's sort of logical that the, yeah, like
5: every, some sort of chaos. every December, if they go on maintenance drive generally. They go on yeah. maintenance. So generally in, in normal... But they don't every you know, December tell the government they want hundred billion yeah, rand yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> this is uh, this is like uh, them putting the pressure on. But the pressure's there. The point is they're yeah. saying fine with all the money they're borrowing. Surely now, it's surely to pay there's no way
0: on earth, Sunita, that the government can simply take away from ESCOM one hundred billion round of its debt. Because it'll do what will it do to the government's own um, debt to GDP. Um, um, Debt, debt ratios
4: Balloons and credit rating agencies have flagged this. Mm. I mean, ESCOM is one of our one of the biggest concerns along mm. with low, low would growth.
0: It be, so would it be awful just to simply sort of isolate ESCOM and say to the IMF, please, can you or the World Bank, can you help us solve this thing? I mean, you know, we, 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 we will need to borrow X amount of money. Can we borrow it from you? And, you know, what, whatever you prescribe will take... We'll take the medicine, otherwise, we <laughs> go on like this forever,
5: ooh, ooh, that'll be
0: you know, no no no, but I mean but but the, the, there's a real danger that all the lights go off, yeah 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 and then what, what 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 do we do what do we do then when all the lights are off?
3: I think the risk is just sort of rather just limper limp along yeah. <laughs> I think they then cut your feet off, you know that that Aye. that's 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 the thinking, I think.
2: But it's the balance sheet fix that, that, as Ron says, is the real issue that must gets, get fixed soon. And kind and that's of, a restructuring. That's a deeper yeah. restructuring. And they we can't kind just of know what now. it is.
5: Like we, they know what it is. Becky um, tried to do it in 1998, 2001. That was the plan. So almost go back to those plans you had yeah. right, then and go and, and move forward with them. Because just All right. Uh, well,
0: we'll restructure. But um, yeah. restructure. meanwhile, you please restructure your own Christmases. And good luck. And I hope it doesn't get too dark. We'll see you again early next year. Thank you.